Hi, this is Chrissy. Welcome to the Flare Up Show. I am so excited to walk into 2024 with you, and I'm going to make a much better focused effort to stay in touch, consistent with you as often as I possibly can and get back on schedule because this is one of my joys. This isn't just something that I do or looking for to just get my voice heard or anything like that. It is because I really love talking to amazing people with amazing stories. And you know, it might even be you. You may think, well, my story is not so amazing, but I bet you it is. I bet you it is. I, when I think about 2023, the year before 2022 was when my life really imploded, lost my, it's like a country song. I lost my home, I lost my job, I lost my, almost lost my life. (laughs) It was, it was a nuts, nuts year. And then this last year, as opportunities were presented to me by being open to receiving love, so many wonderful things happened, but I had to learn how to receive love. It is crazy. You think, well, love feels good. It should be easy, but it was actually really, really scary. And I'm happy to say that in my life now, I'm more surrounded by love than I think I ever have. And I feel the most secure and safe than I have in a very long time. And I feel a lot of peace and that's great. And I was thinking today, this really has nothing to do with the episode coming up, but it was just thoughts that I was thinking. I've been thinking about life and career and, you know, as we get into the stage where my kids are getting older, but also my parents are getting older and life is sort of changing. I'm getting older. I think about, you know, how many years we struggle with maybe money or career or success like some of those traditional modes of success and I think about how I think even though suffering is the human condition we we will always have situations where we struggle suffer feel grief or pain that is just the way the world works and we need to feel those things in order to feel joy as well and I was just thinking like there's so many seasons I think that are coming up in life in the nearer future that are going to be bittersweet, definitely. And I'm just not willing to let money be the thing that sucks all my suffering out of me. Um, So it's really interesting. It's just really interesting to come to this, this place. And to feel supported and confident. And and yeah, it's pretty amazing. So I'm really lucky. And I had to spend some time with personal coaches and mentoring this year. Because there were people in my life that were trying to come into my life. That wanted to love me. That I made it a little bit difficult for them. <laughs> I was terrified. I was just terrified. I just couldn't believe that things could be that good or that happy. Or I was convinced that people sucked and they don't. They really don't. So much beauty and uh, amazing things to experience still in the future. Now, totally on a different topic. 
one of the people that I'm sharing with you today, Terry Zachary, he actually is the only person that's his episode. We met when I was doing the In the Limelight podcast for Clarissa Burt last year, HealthWise 360. It's still available out on Amazon Fire and Roku. Go ahead and, and check it out. I actually showed my kids with a little voice remote. I said my name and my little TV show came up. It was so cute. <laughs> a little proud moment. And he was one of my guests on there. So I met him through Clarissa. And he's Canadian, which already makes us friends. And then he's also, um, he's a sports chiropractor. And so he knows a lot about um, kinesiology and ergonomics. And I'm a health and safety nerd. That is right up my alley. And so we, we just really, really enjoy talking and talking about body mechanics and and how everything has a, a cause and effect um you know that our body's just full of pulleys and levers and all sorts of cool things it's it's uh, quite amazing how our body comes together and especially now as we you know hold our phones and i i remember all my grandparents had pretty crippling arthritis by the time they got older you know not able to use their hands and and that kind of thing and I think about, you know, my kids playing sports and, and that too, and the potential hand injuries. I used to be a musician. You think about your hands a lot and um, sitting at the computer all day long as a writer. <clears throat> um, the hand is, is interesting to me too, because it's one of the areas where when I have a severe autoimmune flare, there's a tendon in my one arm that tends to flare up and it makes my fingers swell and sometimes I can't move my hand. It hasn't happened in a long time, thank goodness. Um, so anyways, we met through Clarissa Bird and he has this amazing tool which he designed that actually helps exercise the hand fully because we always think about grip tools and grip increasers but that's still only one range of motion. When you think about the back of your hand, what about the muscles and everything else in the back of your hand? So things can get out of balance. And the hands really do feed into many of our other health functions. So Dr. Terry's fascinating. He talks about his amazing tool and invention that's really, really taken off. And it's used, it was first designed more for sports people, but now musicians use it, you know, think guitarists, pianists. Um, and even just everyday people, uh, you know, that maybe that like to knit or write with a, with a pen, those types of things. So Dr. Terry is amazingly fascinating. He was a very successful chiropractor that left his practice to play professional golf, which was his dream. And then back into, and during that stint in golf was when he really realized like, wow, like. There's a whole piece to the human body puzzle that people aren't even looking at. We take our hands so for granted because we use them so much every day without even thinking about it. And so he's on today to share <coughs> more about his Hand Master Plus and just sort of about his journey. His pretty cool journey through um, <laughs> sports and dreams and goals and all these wonderful things. So he's just an amazing human being with so much good stuff to share. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with Dr. Terry Zachary. But first a message from our affiliate. 
From feeling broken and ashamed to unlocking potential and transforming your life, it is possible, as you'll see in Transformation Coach Christina Foxwell's new book, The Glass Angel. Foxwell shares her story of breaking free from shame and fear and finding hope, love and freedom and guide you to do the same. Get your copy of The Glass Angel, a guide to freedom, peace, transformation and growth by Christina Foxwell at ignitepurpose.com.au. That's ignitepurpose.com.au. All right. Welcome to the Flare Up Show. I have someone who I love spending time with and he's just has tons of great information, but I don't want to do the talking. I want him to do the talking. So special guest, Dr. Terry Zachary, please share with us who you are, where you live, what you're known for, what are your areas of expertise? Good to see you again, Chrissy. Um, yeah, I'll give you a brief introduction to myself. Uh, nothing super complicated, but my path kind of took me into a certain point. Uh, I grew up, like a lot of people, I grew up, a lot of kids, I grew up a sports junkie. It was my place, kept me healthy, kept me entertained, probably kept me out of trouble to some extent. Uh, uh, being Canadian, I started with hockey, was one of my passions, and uh I uh, really pursued that. And then uh, that changed at one point to basketball. I pursued that pretty heavily, but all along kind of in between those two, I was introduced to golf and, and spent a lot of time at the golf course, uh, practice lots, end up working at the golf course. So I became a golf junkie. And the reason that was important for me is the detail. Once you get better and better, the details uh, get more important. So you you have to be a kind of a stickler for detail. And and then you have to know which way your body, what position your body is going into where you want it to be. So, you know, inevitably, or just kind of like by nature, I, I really turned into a junkie about the body and how it works and how it moves. That got me to choose uh, the profession of being a chiropractor. Specifically, I was a sports, really interested in sports chiropractic. Mm -hmm. As I went, I wasn't too crazy about the patch them up and get them back out there. I wanted to follow people through their lives so a lot of mostly family practice eventually and then uh, and then a lot of sports chiropractic but what happened with me is I uh, you know I had a passion that that just grew in me I see it and a seed that grew in me and I wanted to pursue professional golf I, I played golf in college I had a really good really good career in college and I went from there uh at, was in practice for several years actually and I thought you know I've got something to fall back on while I'm young I'm going to take a run at this and uh, as I did I went out there and I was competing but also talking a lot of the people found out I was a chiropractor a lot of the players they would bring to me their injuries and I will say that dominantly the injuries were repetitive grip related which means again I'll, we're we'll redefine repetitive grip because most people think well is that a hand and or a finger and a thumb no it was hand it was fingers thumbs carpal tunnels wrists forearms and elbows and as we get into that that's why i'll explain one of the things about misreading grip in our life mm -hmm. our grip joints are our entire upper upper extremity is built to grip and as we grip and as we don't we kind of ah who cares about grip uh, as we go that way, we realize that we, we miss that a lot of these elbow injuries, forearm injuries, wrist, carpal tunnel arc of directly grip related. So as I saw those, I saw most of the players, a lot of the players had grip injuries. They, we practice all day, you play and you're always gripping. When I asked the players, what do you do for training your grip? They would inevitably say one of two things. They do nothing 
or they take something and squeeze it. And, you know, when I asked them, what do you do for the muscles that open the hand? Of course, it was like they didn't know who, what I was even talking about. So as I showed them how to train with several different items at that point, I realized they're not, you know, it's confusing. It's, it's cumbersome. And uh, at one point I got, you know, very focused on it. And three o'clock in the morning, something comes to me that says, you know, if I drill out the middle of a ball and, and put some form of elastic resistance material through there, I should be able to train the muscles through their full natural range of motion. Mm -hmm. And from there on, it was golf and work on this idea. And that took it, took me to the idea what our product is called Handmaster Plus, And we're changing people's idea of grip around the world. And we have been for, you know, over 10 years now. So long explanation, but it all <laughs> kind of came to one spot. It's now, yeah. We really love just re-educating people about how their body really works and it's an area where, where there's just been a hole in the fitness market. And uh, we've been happy and happy to help people with this and fill that hole. Yes. I love that you play golf and hockey because I don't know if Canada, if people outside of Canada really understand there is a very strong connection there. That's what hockey players do in the summer. They play golf. <laughs> it's, it's very common. And, and, you know, it's very common. And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's one thing I probably didn't say in my introduction is grip training was always front and center you want to win a puck battle you better have strong hands and forearms but i was always told i, I was like everybody else out there so i'm not i'm you know i'm not looking down on everybody that's what i did we we, we yes. took the coiled and the spring-loaded units or a tennis ball or a racquetball it's what i did all my life and your grip becomes stronger when you do that and you're going like perfect this works you have no reason to doubt it but in, as a practitioner you watch that progression and you extrapolate it and they get stronger and stronger and then they get neutral and then they start to go down because the because the muscles are imbalanced and we can talk a lot yes. about the, about the grip muscles they're not they're very complicated but they're they're coupled in a way where I, you can explain it to a lay person fairly quickly mm -hmm. but because they're complicated i think everybody stayed away from this area yeah and i i want to get more into the grip stuff i just want to say for the audience that if you're if you're having trouble picturing what Dr. Terry's saying to me it's really like well you think about a weightlifter you know they do their bicep curls they're lifting forward with their arm and we know that they have to do their tricep to balance the other side so if you think about your hands and how you use your hands all day we grip almost all day long but what is putting resistance on the back of our fingers or the back of our hands to because those muscles in the back and the wrists also need to be built up. So what, what happens is you have this imbalance, right? Where now you're like palm heavy, if that's, if that's yeah, we, a way. We actually, we describe it a lot. I mean, it's not a common term you'll hear no. yet, but we describe this a repetitive gripping situation is you'll see people and naturally the, the fingers will just hang in a little bit of flexion. We yes. call that a Lego hand, just like the Lego, Lego hand. So you'll see people, especially, you know, the real, like we, we deal with a lot of power lifters and bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all they do is grip, grip, grip. And you'll see them walk away and they have those Lego, Lego hand situations. Hands. It's not, it's not healthy, but nobody would be able to know that until you really look at their injuries. And then if you saw like an elbow injury, you, the lay person might never relate that to the grip, but, but, you know, we could talk about where all the hand mm -hmm. muscles attach. Yes. It's very diverse and, and all the upper extremity. Uh, joints and structures that we commonly have heard about 
they're they're there so that we can grip stuff and and do things grip things and do things in our life with it whether it's you know sports or music or we talk a lot about in the workplace or around mm -hmm. the house or you know doing stuff in your yard regardless we're all built to support those hands and grip and if we don't do something to, if we don't understand them and we don't make an effort to train them properly we are inevitably going to inevitably going to see the rampant Mm -hmm. grip injuries on all these finger thumbs and carpal tunnels and wrists and forearms and elbows we're, we're going to see those continue until we understand this area and, and there's lots we can do that's easy really easy to get this area under control mm -hmm. i also love what i don't love this but it's also interesting i think people think sometimes parts of our bodies are islands that they yep. just right. are exactly. totally isolated but and they're like, okay, well, I use my hands all day, but now my hip hurts. Why? Because our whole body is a system of pulleys and levers. Like it's all connected. It's one body with a bunch of different things. So it's impossible. That's why they say like, if you're weight, if you're training muscle, you can't just lose weight in one area because it affects the whole body. And it's similar with our tendons and ligaments and all our tissue and fascia and all that stuff as well right you know in a more I, I know that when we get together we talk specifically and i i often talk specifically about the grip area mm -hmm. it's but it's actually a good it's a it's an i won't say a good area it's a necessary way to look at at your your whole body because i'll say grip is an upper extremity action but it's all stabilized by still down to your core and you have to be aware of what your what, what the totality of your actions are during the day. And the reason I you know, for example, like, again, I, I told the story, we dealt with professional golfers for three mm -hmm. years. I watched these for three years. Even before that three years, I worked with professional golfers in the Canadian tour as they came by uh, a, a whole bunch of them. And I, and we would, we would work with their whole spine. And of course we'd work with their grip problems, but a right-handed golfer is going to have their hand, the right hand lower in the club. And they're going to be a little bit this way. If you watch, particularly and i hate to hit on the old guys but and and the but the female the men and female that are, the male and female golfers on the pga tour and lpga tour and the smaller tours same thing they'll usually the right-handed golfers usually going to right have a shoulder low right hand mm -hmm. shoulder low left head tilt to, to keep the eyes you know on the horizon so so the middle ears aren't making you <laughs> throw up and a left-handed golfer you're going to be able to tell they're like that and so I, you know, there's an argument that, you know, my habits of how I'm gripping something and what I'm gripping in my activity is causing the, is causing imbalance to your whole body. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of the whole body. Even if we just talk about grip today, you can always extrapolate it all to, to the totality of the action. Um, and golf's a good example, but you know, we off screen, you and I were talking about music and stuff and yes. you know, you're, you, everything you have to look at how your body is going into imbalance. And when you walk away at, you know, at the end of the day, you want your body on its vertical center. You want your, of course you want your, you know, all the grip muscles balanced and with good blood flow. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you also want that body on the vertical center. You know, if I'm whatever grip activity, if it's over here, if I'm a golfer, for example, or, you know, what have you, it's, it's never going to be where everything's right in the center of you. And it's always going to be in front of you. So there's going to be factors of posture and, and a lot of things. So you can extrapolate the concepts we do to grip items to do our daily activities into the into the whole center gravity of the body. But 
but you know the grip is important it is now before so you mentioned the golf thing now you were obviously a successful sports chiropractor and this has been a passion of yours all along but you did leave your practice to strive for the dream of being a professional golfer and you left for three years what made you decide to take that risk and also how did that become the catalyst for where you're where you're working now and what you're working on now yeah, yeah. I mean, good question. Uh, you know, I actually probably left out a little bit of the story in it. And these things mm-hmm. happen in life. And I think we're here to learn from it. But when I was in practice, I'd been practicing and, and loved the practice. I still, I'm not in practice now. I, I really miss being in practice. But, you know, things take you different ways. But at that time, I was in practice. And um, it was actually my father passed away. And it was a little bit unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you come to, I just came to the realization that I always, it was in the back of my mind. I was like, gee, you know, I, I, I'm letting this dream go. I'm, I'm, I was competing locally in Vancouver area, real hotbed for golf in Canada because the weather's warm pretty much year round. Um, and I was doing very well. So it's, you know, I'm always kind of going, you know, I've got this to fall back on, but once my dad passed away, it really gives you this, wow, life doesn't go on forever. And if I'm, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I had something to fall back on. But that was probably something that, uh, you know, of course, not great in your life. But it you you just you come to some realization that, uh, you know, if I'm going to, you know, time's ticking or whatever, you know, there's opportunity. Let's yeah. go do it. So the idea that it got me into um, moving into golf and I, the, the end product was I was unsuccessful. I was never on the PGA Tour. I played Canadian tour events and mini tours, yes. like good level. But it brought me to to uh, be one of the few that has a, the trust of the golfers and the knowledge of this grip area. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of the few could recognize clearly that this was a problem because, you know, many people in health have, have looked at golf, but maybe not as acutely and maybe not had access to high level professional players where you're going to see it. You know, a regular golfer might golf once a week. They might develop an elbow problem or a carpal tunnel problem. But these guys and gals are practicing every single day. They won't miss a day. Um, and so it's just like, if it's going to be obvious, it's going to be in these types of uh, athletes. And, and that's what I was able to see. So again, it all all those decisions led me to, to really help just tons of people now with this. Mm-hmm. What were the benefits of being a sports chiropractor and a pro golfer? I think the biggest, you know, when I think about it, I think the biggest benefit would be that, um, like what I just talked about, is that it's hard. It's funny because when I was playing and traveling with the professional golfers, you have access to them. And it's difficult to have access to professional golfers. Now we've got, now we have more access because of the reputation with the with the with the product and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. but before then you didn't have access to them and the second thing about it that would be uh, a benefit of being a sports chiropractor and that is like not only did I have a relationships with them being a golfer myself they respected that I understood what it took to be they they respected what the, they respected that I understood what they were doing really high risk you're at mini tours um you know, you're risking your family, your reputation. Uh, I always say it's like walking down Main Street naked. There's there's nowhere to hide when you're a professional golfer. It's all on you. 
-hmm. So there's that tightness of the group. Um, but then, then there's the, the concept of being a sports chiropractor is yes, they could come and talk to me about these things, but I had already spent a bunch of time on grip and I already was really suspicious of why are we just training grip muscles in my practice before I took time off, mm -hmm. uh, I would do basically five or six, five or six exercises to uh, train the, the 27 muscles of grip. There's a lot of, lot of muscles of grip. And when I did it in practice, I had time. So I would explain it all. And I think the patients would kind of go like, I, I think I would confuse them a lot. <laughs> I would give them sheets, um, very laborsome exercises to do it all. But but I knew that there was a problem. And when I got them to train and we worked, we did soft tissue work and I got them to train with the proper exercises, we had great results. Mm -hmm. uh, it just took a long time. And with the professional golfers, I realized I got to see their lifestyle. They didn't have, they don't have a lot. Of, they've got other areas to strengthen. Uh, they've got to practice. They've got mental training. To, it, it's a, such a busy lifestyle. Uh, they don't have the 20 minutes a day to train grip but they do have one or two minutes if they see the value in it. And so it kind of pushed me towards tightening up the exercise. Um, and also, as we made Handmaster Plus, we actually made all the individual challenges to the muscles go through full ranges of motion. Uh, whereas in practice, I would take, for example, elastic band to train the just the straight extensor, finger extensor yeah. muscles. And the elastic band would you know, I could only train to a certain length. I couldn't take it through a full range of motion. And that always bothered me. And now with, with Handmaster Plus, the, you know, there's resistance comes through the ball. I take mm -hmm. that through full natural opening and spreading. And I know how important that is. I would have to do all of that with elastic bands and changing the locations of the elastic bands. So lots of benefits, uh, kind of got me in, got me to understand what was going on, and then got to me to really get acute about making the exercises complete and fast. So it's almost like we created healthy, fast food. I say that a lot. <laughs> like the exercises got better, and we were able to couple them all into really one continuous exercise. When we talk, there's a, you've seen me do, I think, the, the uh, figure eight exercise before. Mm -hmm. So we couple it into one exercise. And and our 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 athletes and our musicians and our people that use it train those 27 muscles full range of motion in you know they're, they're gassed in in a minute what are what are they seeing so someone comes to work with you or they um start practicing with the handmaster what are what benefits are you seeing in people what what's the response that you're getting from them yeah i think mostly the first response is always wow they'll get done the exercise because and again chrissy i'll backpedal a little bit yeah most people have taken i don't have are they have taken a spring loaded or a the old coil gripper or a ball so they know what like they they know what they they sense hand exercise to be if they do grip at all if they train grip at all and most really do most of the athletes try to so they were squeezing something. So they know, oh, I feel that feels like that. And once they do, and we can go through the exercise if you want, but if they, with our product, you're squeezing your hand through full range of motion, then you're opening and spreading to train the nine muscles. So the nine muscles that close the hand, we strengthen through 
closing against the customized ball. Then you open and spread against the customized cord. And then you do a figure eight. Figure eight. So yeah. you train all the nine muscles that close the hand, the nine muscles that open the hand, as well as the nine muscles that support the position of grip. When they do that, you know, I'll show you a hand master in a sec, but it looks like a toyish item. So they, they approach it, not very intimidating. And then, but once they do the exercise, always the reaction right away is, holy cow, I didn't know I had all these muscles. <laughs> so that's the first initial uh, kind of reaction all the time. Then as we follow up with, when we followed up with patients and the athletes we worked with, it would be usually two or three weeks later, that figure eight exercise would be just a piece of cake. And then you start to see the changes. And depending what people are having problems with, um, you know, we have really good results. If somebody's having a problem, we want them with a therapist that's appropriate because mm. there's often soft tissue work. You, you, there's sometimes people have, have developed adhesions, real breakdowns in the joint. So you should have, you know, to make the, to make your um, recovery as successful as possible, you should have adhesions broken down. Many practitioners are really trained well at that. And then the exercises should follow. So once we see that and we see the these muscles rebalanced, uh, re-strengthened properly, uh, we see stuff go away that you that is deemed before to be very difficult, like the carpal tunnel syndromes, mm -hmm. the elbow problems, uh, the wrist problems. But it takes that whole thing. It takes some breaking down of adhesions if they've been built up in, in people that have been at it for a while. And then the re-education and, and re, um, the reforming of proper blood flow and lymph drainage. That's a real big thing. Um, when, like any joint, and, and I, I don't want to just talk about, we can just talk about the grip, but any joint, if I take the shoulder through its full range of motion on a regular basis, or I just take it through a little tiny range of motion, Mm -hmm. which one do you think is going to develop better blood flow? The more you move it through full range of motion. That's just, you know, motion is the key to your body reacting efficiently to bring blood flow and lymph drainage. So when we take a hand master and I take the body through its full natural range of motion, my brain is saying, wow, Terry's actually doing exercise through full range of motion. We better, and he's doing it every day. So I better, you know, we'll, in, in like in the innate intelligence of the body says i'm going to open up the blood flow there and i'm going to make the, the the venous drainage and the lymph drainage better and that's what happens you establish this this efficient area so then what we see is because there's strength and balance and more stability at the, at the joints and structures of the upper extremity and the blood flow the supply of oxygen and nutrients to these tissues gets maximized because it's a full range of motion. Also, the lymph drainage is taking whatever toxins might be there in your body away. And, and the, you know, the end products of muscle contraction, say if you're a golfer or a musician, there's going to be end products that you've got to, you know, just like an athlete riding a bike after they've played a game. This, this is a great exercise for getting end products out of there. Um, so as you couple that strength, balance, stability, maximize blood flow, maximize venous and lymph drainage, you, you you see complete changes in whatever, if it's a finger or thumb or a wrist or a carpal tunnel or a elbow, those are the main areas we look at. 
you start to see changes like that. And and the thing about it too, Chrissy, I know I go on and on about this, no, but no, the no, thing about not. it is now you've looked and you've respected the joint and the balance of the joint or the structure, say it's a carpal tunnel. Yeah. And now you're doing it properly and you've created efficient blood flow. So now you don't, you, now you understand your body and you're into better grip habits and you don't see the stuff coming back because it's stable. And the reason I say that is, is that often we'll say, well, what do we want to do about your tennis elbow problem? Oh, you know, we're always having problems. They look at it. You said like an island, right? You look at it like an island. You say, yeah. well, the elbow's over here. The grip's over here. So this is an elbow problem. Well, we have to understand, and the audience has to understand, your elbow is a grip joint. And, and that's going to sound crazy to some people, but all the elbow problems we have are in grip, in grip situations, unless you get hit by an axe in the elbow. Okay, that was an axe problem. Yeah. <laughs> But grip problems, all the muscles that attach, the finger extensor muscles, uh, the finger flexor muscles, they attach at the elbow and all the uh, muscles that position the wrist and the forearm in whatever activity you're doing, you know, hockey's different than, than guitar, than ergonomics, you know, dental hygienist is going to be way different. But all those muscles attach at the elbow. So the elbow's moving into these common repetitive positions. And it'll, if you don't do something to offset it back to balance, it's going to adapt into that imbalance situation and you will have problems. But if you think, oh, this elbow is just an elbow problem, let's put some ice on it, which is a good call. Okay. So, but let's, let's just look at it as like an elbow problem and forget about the mechanics over mm -hmm. here that caused it. You are, even if the symptom goes down for a time, say they, you know, they see cortisone shots, they see all these crazy things. But even if the pain goes away, you still have the mechanical imbalance. So until you understand the joint or understand the mechanics of grip, the, the, the totality of the mechanics of grip and get that right, you are going to see problems in the upper extremities come back and come back and come back. And if I maybe even fix an elbow, like even if the symptoms of an elbow problem go down, well, I can tell you, your carpal tunnel is still folded in. Like it, it's a whole um, chain of mechanics of grip for the whole fingers to the, from the tips of the fingers to the elbow. And if you don't get it right, the whole thing's unstable, no matter where you're having the symptoms. So until you get that right, the whole grip mechanics right, you, you, you're not going to, stability is very difficult. I think for people, if you're at home listening to understand how your hand is connected to your arm up to your elbow, if you even just like go to your forearm in front of your hand and press, your fingers will naturally curl because you're applying pressure yeah. And pulling on the tendons and tissue that's actually connected into your hand. So it's all connected. It's And it's a good point. And, and we would have people when they start to learn about this area. And, and again, unless there's a birth problem or like a catastrophic injury, you have hands. This shouldn't be a boring conversation. It's mm -mm. considered to be like, who cares about the hands? <laughs> it is an enormous conversation because we are saying, the hands aren't just the hands. They are definitely the fingers and the thumbs and the wrists and the carpal tunnel. And we say, well, we don't know what causes carpal tunnel syndrome. Well, yes, we do. It's repetitive gripping causes the carpal <laughs> tunnel to shut, shut down. And then it goes all the way to your forearm and elbow. 
So I used to tell people just, you know, put their hands at their elbow and then just squeeze. Because when you squeeze, you also learn another very important thing that really I haven't covered yet. Whenever I squeeze, the muscles that contract the hand, yeah, the fingers, okay, there's internal, there's intrinsic muscles uh, that control grip, right? But there's also the finger flexors go all the way through that carpal tunnel, all the way down to the elbow. But not only that, if you grab all the way around your elbow and you squeeze, you'll see that the back of your elbow also contracts. Okay, the back yes. of your forearm also contracts. It's a co-contraction. So all the muscles that close your hand, it's not just the flexor muscles. Your extensor muscles contract just as much in support of your flexor muscles. So it's basically, depending on the grip activity, it's 18 muscles in a co-contraction. I don't want to get too confusing. No, no, no. Whenever I grab something, the extensor muscles on the nine muscles on the back of your fingers, thumb and hand and wrist and forearm and elbow are working just as hard as the flexor muscles that we kind of know that we've been squeezing, you know, repetitive squeezing for so long. But if we just do those muscles and we forget about these muscles, they become static over time. So it's like building, it's like me building a bicep by holding a brick at 40, you know, at 45 degree angle and, and holding a brick and saying, that's a bicep exercise. Well, no, it's not. You've got to take it through its full range of motion, but we never do that with these nine opening and spreading muscles of our hand. And once we start to, we start to see just great things with strength and balance and blood flow, same old boring stuff. But if you don't know the anatomy and the, and the, and the physiology and the mechanics of the, of the muscles of grip, you don't know what to take that through its full full range of motion. Even those are muscles are there. And I don't know why this took so long to figure out because if nature put those muscles there, somebody's got to scratch their head and say, oh, should we be training <laughs> these things or what? <laughs> yes, you should be. It's black, yes. black and white. Yes. And I think it's not, of course, if you're a musician and you're, you know, gripping onto an instrument, if you're a athlete and you're gripping onto a hockey stick a golf club 100 but also everyday people like i've lost use of my hands twice due to autoimmune issues um once was just one arm a tendon had swollen up and i lost like my couldn't use my right arm for a couple weeks and then last year when i had covid one of the side effects was again muscle loss in and this was both arms all the way up to the shoulders so i couldn't hold a phone i couldn't text like it and not being able to use your hands is horrific <laughs> you realize how much you use something every single day and then there's people who do have sensitivities like autoimmune where they could be prone to inflammation and these type of exercises and movement can also keep those healthy because again if they're getting blood flow and drainage then there's going to be less risk of potentially these attacks that can happen on the tissue or this inflammation that can occur it's really for everybody to pay attention you know to. Uh, so so uh you you hit on something that took me a long time to it took me a long time to figure out but again it's going to talk about how how we've said who cares about these grip muscles and these hand muscles yeah we can get a little sure we can do some hand strength every now and then and if we if we choose to that's about as far as the mentality related to hand exercise has went. So 
I, I'd like to open up your audience's eyes because because mine were really opened up. I was going to do this. I was developing a, pro a product to help athletes. That was it. It went, you know, it went to where, wow, these mechanics are pretty good. And now we had, I remember having a patient that had had uh, a stroke and one that had arthritis. And I'm realizing, okay, the, the, the product we developed was way too firm. So then we developed the soft. If somebody says, do you have anything harder? Because I'm so strong. I'm, and we developed the firm. So we progressed that way. Um, this is once after I was out of golf. And now we're looking at back in practice everything's good and we're treating a little bit more of a like family and sports uh, the one thing that would happen on a regular basis still happens all the time chrissy is that we'll get a comment that somebody says yeah my elbow feels better or my carpal tunnel feels better or my thumb feels better whatever they're looking at but i also feel better i'm feeling better i'm sleeping better i'm and, and I, we had those for years you know we've been at this for a few years now and I always thought to myself, well, they're not having a problem with the thumb. <clears throat> that's got to be a relief and a stress in their body. And that's probably, that's probably good. Um, and then I ran into a, a naturopath from, there was a guy from, uh, I got drawn a blank on his name. I haven't thought about his name for a little while. Perrin. Perrin was his name. He's an osteopath in, his last name was Perrin, somewhere in the UK. And he was talking, he started talking a lot about lymph drainage and how he, they were working on some very difficult health cases and how his goal, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, paraphrase him at all, but his, his goal was to, to uh, stimulate uh, lymph drainage. And I read this, I, I was actually sent this article by one of our, one of our users. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started looking into it and I got his book and stuff. And, and that's what I think. Then I started to realize if, if I'm, so now let's get it back into the hand exercise. If I'm going through a full natural range of motion, and we had a thermography study, I think in about 2018, that showed the difference between the thermography before and after just squeezing something. So a neutral hand, take a thermography, uh, take a picture of the whole hand, wrist, forearm, and elbow. Then we would uh, have the person uh, do exercise for a minute with just squeeze only the traditional way of thinking about hand exercise. And then they would take a picture of that after a minute of exercise. And then they, the person used our product, full range of motion, just hand closing, hand opening, not the figure eight even. And uh, then they took a picture of that and it was, it was not even close. So then we said, wow, look at the blood flow. We always knew it would happen, but you seen it in thermography is a whole different story. So then we see that happening. And it was years after that I read the, the book by this osteopath parent. And then we, I said, I, I, and I had really forgot about my anatomy of, of uh, how the lymph works, but the lymph ducts are basically up at the top of your arm. So I'm, we know we're bringing blood flow out to the extremity. But then if you're bringing blood flow, anywhere you bring blood flow, you're going to improve lymph drainage. It just goes hand in hand. It's body pressure systems. So that's when I realized, I, th I think by doing full range of motion hand exercise, I think we are improving lymph drainage to that area. And then the lymph ducts are there and the lymph ducts drain the whole body and the brain. So if you improve lymph duct um, function on somebody, you're doing them a world of favor. Mm -hmm. The next step, and I don't, you know, we make some extrapolations for sure in this, in this theory. The next thing we run into is, these there's about five or six huge studies 
showing that grip strength is directly, directly correlated with life longevity. And then we start to look at that and going, wow, grip strength and life longevity. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Along with active hands and strong hands and looking at this improving your general lymph drainage, but then making the extrapolation that, man, if, I, if I'm improving lymph drainage to all the, to the extremity, blood flow and lymph drainage, we have to be influencing lymph duct drainage. And that's brain and air. That's the whole body is uh, where the lymph ducts drain the whole body of like the toxins. And it's like a bit of a sewage system as well as an immune system. Mm -hmm. So it's a, again, a long explanation, but you might want to think about keeping your body healthy, the, the full body. And as, if we can maximize blood flow and lymph drainage to extremities, there is a whole bunch of positive uh, outcomes for your life. And why not? Like who doesn't want a little stronger of a grip? A little more balance at the carpal tunnel and the fingers and, and not have to be debilitated at some point in your life. And Christy, when you talk about your autoimmune problems, like I'd like to see people, again, I talk more about thriving than even symptoms. I don't even like talk about symptoms much, but it's just the way we, we talk in this health world at this point. I'd like to see you make these elbows thrive, these forearms thrive, carpal tunnel thrive. In the old days, it was 20 minutes of exercise I'd ask you to do, and you would probably throw my all my stuff right back at me. But now we, we've figured out without excuses, I close against the ball, I open and spread against the cord, I keep my hand open, I do a figure eight, and I do, and I close and open and spread, and I do a figure eight. I do that for most people, it's 30 seconds and they will be gassed. Right? Yeah. But some people, you know, some of our the, the more freaky people we have that use our product might go for a couple minutes mm -hmm. so that's a couple minutes of your day to stimulate you know strength and balance and blood flow at all these joints and structures that are commonly having problems uh we make them thrive we don't we don't worry about like we want to make them thrive and now i'll get back to your autoimmune situations well in that area where we're not really making these areas thrive and this blood flow thrive anything could upset the apple cart and cause hand problems it doesn't take much but if we've got our body in a position where all those joints and tissues of the upper extremity are thriving and balanced it is highly unlikely that we run into a, some kind of an insult to our health and then this stuff shuts down it's just too efficient at that point and it's too stable so we encourage people like not just you want to be a get better guitar player you're crazy not to make sure all those 27 muscles are stable and efficient and you know if we talk about guitar we see all these different elbow problems that are real specific to guitar and people say well why do we get cubital tunnel syndrome it's a side thing but because that's the way the elbow has to turn to grip your guitar mm -hmm. But we look at it as, oh, it's just a cubital, cubital tunnel syndrome. We go in there and we'll put, we'll, you know, ice it, rest it, rub it, you know, cortisol it, your cortisone it. No, no, no. You have to understand that's a grip structure. If you're doing, you know, this all day, you need to offset it by rebalancing that muscle and keeping your elbow balanced. So mm -hmm. it goes on to that. But if we do these simple exercises, we can take care of all the grip muscles stimulate uh better performance uh, prevent injury and and ha maybe have better health and life longevity it's getting to be a bit of a no-brainer but they, but we have to re-educate 
people that just think this is hand exercise. Yes. And education is very important. We, we've talked about this off camera as well, about how there isn't a shortage of products on the market like grip strength systems or even for like office ergonomics or whatever, like to give comfort. But if they're not used properly or designed for, you know, like you mentioned, you you created different designs based on needs of people, how strong they were, how large yep. their hands were, these kinds of things too. The, the, the stuff our body needs can be very individual. And I know you're just as passionate about the education portion of the equipment. How do you like to get this message out to people and how do you have them approach using clean? Yeah. Um, the, the big, I, I think there's a couple of things that I would answer on that uh, comment is I think the first thing you like, the first thing we need to do is once, and we've had, we've had your audience. I know I've your, your audience. Once you hear nine muscles, close the hand, nine muscles, open hand, you can feel it on yourself. We're not trying to hypnotize anybody, but this has been a lost area. And then nine muscles control the position of your wrist during grip. We're saying, keep those healthy. Keep those through a full range of motion, just like any other muscle in any other joints. Mm -hmm. So the first thing they need to do is hear that. Once they hear your podcast, you're they're not ever going to do hand exercise wrong again. They just won't. It's just, we've followed this for over a decade. Once they hear it, they go, wow, that makes sense to me. They won't do it again. So that's step A. Second part is, yes, you have to do it. You have to use it. Um, and I would say be, be, even before that, I would say if you've had any problems, like a lot of the people that come to come to eventually find us have had problems. And I would say, you know, I, I don't want you just to start here. We're going to go gung-ho into exercise and we're going to do it. Go to your healthcare professional, whoever works with soft tissue injuries of the upper extremity, and make sure that you're advancing as far as possible. Like a lot, we talked a lot, but there's a lot of adhesions. Your, your body your body's smart. It's doing the same action, even if imbalanced. And especially if imbalanced, it is going to say, well, Chrissy, if you're only going to, you know, if you're only going to be at a computer all day, if that's all you're going to do all day, I'm going to thicken these muscles that are statically in the position of doing that. And just because we got to make these strong because it's hard to be at a computer all day with palm down and holding your hands up against gravity. And I'll be smart. And I'm going to build you into this imbalanced position. Mm -hmm. So the, the first thing is you, you have to, it's a really good idea to get a health, a local health professional, break the adhesions, look at, look at the joints, but then you start to exercise properly. So you understand nine muscles, close the hand, nine muscles, open the hand nine muscles control the position that you do your grip in whatever that activity is. So, so therefore you understand it. Now you have to do it. You have to allot time to do it. And I think that's the biggest step that we can bring to somebody's life is we've put it to where you can do 27 muscles, train them through full range of motion. You'll likely, if you're an average human being, even as you advance, you'll be gassed in a minute. Mm -hmm. So you do that a couple of times a day that's not a lot to ask. And especially when you relate it to this is a life longevity, you can Google hand strength and life longevity, you'll come up with it. Um, so I think those are the things to really, you know, take away is that we've put it there, we've made if you can't remember to close your hands and open your hands and do it in a figure eight, you, you may have bigger problems than just hand exercise, hand strength. Mm 
we've dumbed it down a lot, but also brought uh, an exercise to full range of motion. Mm -hmm. So once you've now, the listeners would now have learned it. They won't do exercise wrong again, but then you just have to have to do it on a regular basis. Even if you don't have a Handmaster Plus, because everybody says, well, you're probably trying to sell me one of your Handmaster Pluses. <laughs> you know, even if you do this, close your hand, open and spread, put your mm -hmm. hand through a full figure eight, to a large extent, you'll get that blood flow and lymph drainage. Uh, this is the product, okay? And all that is, all you're doing, Chrissy, you've seen them before, I think. Yep. And then all you're doing is slipping it onto your thumb, your fingers. It's very easy. You can put it, if you like watching a movie it's or so put it somewhere, it's convenient. Yeah. I'm just doing the exact same thing, right? But now with resistance. Mm -hmm. And I, even myself, I've been doing this for many years. I might be able to do this for you know, a minute and a half. I've got the soft one here, but we've got a medium and a firm. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't take much, but you do have to do it. And the only way this, the only way the product doesn't work is if it doesn't get used. Yes. So, but I, I also think, so a couple more things I'll add to that. And mm -hmm. I love to talk about this subject is that, <laughs> good subject. so you've taken this and the other thing that I think Handmaster Plus does with, with a lot of our customers that have given us feedback is now you've said, wow, I actually just took my hand through a full range of motion with appropriate resistance. And now I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm, you know, the golf club, I can get it through heavy rough. Now I've got more control of the golf club or dental hygienist. Wow. I don't feel the elbow. I don't feel the wrist bothering me. Uh, guitar players. I could tell you endless story about musicians, not just guitar players, pianists, drummers, everything, mm -hmm. endless stories. But uh, that's, that's, I think now, a lot of people will see, well, I've got better here. Now, hey, why don't I exercise the muscles of posture as well? Because posture is really similar to how the how the flexor muscles shut the fingers and thumb and carpal tunnel and forearm and elbow down, the way they shut it into flexion. That's the same way your posture muscles, if you're doing, if you're, you know, we're all doing gripping with our hands in front of us. So we're all coming into some degree of flexion. Well, let's strengthen our extensor muscles of our spine too. So it can mm -hmm. sometimes, the simplicity of grip can sometimes light you up to what you haven't been told about how important it is to have your whole body on its vertical center, not just not just the forearm and the fingers and stuff. You want it all to be strong, balanced with good blood flow. That's the way you want to walk away at the end of your day. So whatever we're doing in our repetitive positions we can learn a lot just from grip and just say now that we see it sometimes motivates people to be doing stretching every day and and uh, exercise every day and and that's the way you it's it's basically free and you keep yourself healthy and we've underdone this a little bit in our healthcare system we've just said well if i don't have a symptom why in the world would i do this because you Prevention. want to thrive yeah. in your life <laughs> and enough of this symptom wait till a symptom yeah. and then do something in your life it's it's ridiculous way to to look at your health it really is it really is well thank you so much dr terry it's always a pleasure to have you on the show we'll have your websites uh and information in the show notes so people if they're interested they can go check out the handmaster plus they can they can find your work and and read some more materials because you have a lot of great information on the web so thank you for Good stuff. and if people have questions you can list our my contact information with the info at doc zach and we'll always answer all the questions as well chrissy yeah that's awesome thank you so much okay great to see you again